Welcome to Move Forward Radio, a show featuring interviews with physical therapists and other healthcare experts. This program is brought to you by MoveForwardPT.com, the official consumer information website of the American Physical Therapy Association. Learn how physical therapists can help people of all ages and abilities reduce pain and improve and restore motion to achieve long-term quality of life at MoveForwardPT.com. Welcome to Move Forward Radio. I'm Jason Bellamy. In 1993, Clay Walker made it to the top of Billboard's Hot Country Singles and Tracks chart with his debut, What's It To You? A year later, he topped the charts again with the single, Live Until I Die. His career was going places. But in 1996, Clay's future seemed to darken when he was diagnosed with multiple sclerosis. Multiple sclerosis, or MS, is a chronic disease of the central nervous system. It affects approximately 2.5 million people worldwide, but the symptoms are unpredictable and vary from person to person and over time. Clay was told to expect to be in a wheelchair in four years and dead in eight years. In this episode of Move Forward Radio, Clay discusses what it was like to receive that prognosis and then to defy it, learning to manage his chronic disease in order to pursue his career and his other passions. It's a daily journey he takes with faith, appropriate medication, and a commitment to his physical therapy program. Here's our interview with Clay Walker. Clay, you had uh, already experienced national success, but you're relatively early in your career when you were diagnosed with multiple sclerosis. And my, I'm curious, at that point of your life, what did you know about MS, and, and what did you think this would mean for you? Well, there was a lot of uncertainty, uh, of course. Uh, I had actually never even heard the term uh, multiple sclerosis or MS uh, it took the uh, better part of a day uh, to to diagnose me, and uh, at the end of that day, the doctor who diagnosed me said that he was, you know, fairly certain that it was multiple sclerosis. And uh, I asked him what the uh, you know outcome would be of that. You know, what could I expect from that? And he told me that the news was not good that uh, with the amount of lesions that I had that I would more than likely be in a wheelchair in four years and dead within eight. So that was that was a very harsh, uh, you know, prognosis to take. And, you know, I'm very thankful and appreciative that that was not the reality, uh, but it very well could have been. So you go from one day not knowing what MS is to another day hearing this terrible prognosis. What, what led up to the diagnosis in the first place? What got you in front of a doctor? I had some classic symptoms of MS. Uh, you know, I had the lazy legs and the uh, double vision, uh, very poor balance, and it, and it happened all at once. In the beginning of it, it was kind of humorous. You know, I just thought my legs were asleep, and uh, but it was what I would what I would describe as an acute attack. And I uh, I went and laid down on the bus. We were we were on tour. And we were doing our last show of the year. We were in Calgary, Alberta, and um, I remember waking up. You know, thinking that those symptoms would have would have passed, but they didn't. And, uh, and that was a scary moment. That's when I knew that I, 
I probably should get to a doctor. And, and when I flew back home the next day to Houston, Texas, I, I, I went in. So obviously, when you get this, this the, you get the diagnosis, and they get this prognosis, which, as you mentioned, wasn't good. Um, I mean, how did you, in those initial days, how long did it take before you started to think maybe it wasn't going to be that bad? How, how did that process go? It took a while. Um, I saw a couple of doctors in between being diagnosed, and um, neither of them comforted me much. Uh, then I. I met a guy uh, named Jerry Walensky, uh, Dr. Jerry Walensky out of Houston. And uh, since I didn't know anything about MS, um, I was I was totally dependent uh, on him. And uh, he was he was optimistic. Uh, you know, he he looked at the MRIs and all the other data that they, that docs look at, you know, spinal tap and, and blood and, and different things and you know, I was 26 years old, and for the most part, you know, I was in excellent shape. It, it was it was a it was a complete shock uh, to me. But he seemed he seemed to believe that with uh, you know with the arrival of, of a few medications that it, that it came out pretty much around the time I was diagnosed that uh, he seemed optimistic that we would find something. That would work for me, and, and we did. Uh, it took it took a little while, but uh, you know, I've had MS for for 20 years, and uh, I think it's been a little bit over 18 years that the medication that we found that actually I responded to uh, has helped me stay what we call relapse free, not 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 one new lesion or, or new symptom uh, since. You know, find that medication. So that was that was a, a that's about the time frame, and 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 I can tell you that that it it changed it changed my outlook on life. MS did, and it also being a, it changed my opinion of doctors. I I've never had a high opinion of doctors or medication or anything, and uh, uh, this experience with with him has changed a lot of that sure so you go through this initial phase you know you're like you said you're 26 years old you have this terrible prognosis i'm assuming first you're thinking just about you know basically oh my god my life and and then at some point when do you start thinking about sort of the what what is being taken away to starting thinking about a life where okay i have ms and this is how i want to live my life this is how i want to live with this thing rather than thinking about what's being taken away well, I lived with the fear of death, uh, you know, for those, you know, I guess first four or five years, you know, the fear of wheelchair and the fear of death. So that certainly puts a lot of strain on someone. Uh, but I, you know, my mom, you know, raised us as Christians, but, you know, I, I didn't, you know, I didn't go to church or I didn't. I wasn't very religious, uh, but I think that the complete package for me was was finding that part of my faith that uh, you know no one in my family could understand what I was going through, 
you know, and no one around me. I, I, I had never met anyone who had MS. So I, I felt very alone. Uh, and it was it was during that that time that, you know, I found a very significant part of myself that I probably would have never found um, had I not been diagnosed with MS. So I, I, I'm thankful uh, for that. And, and it's not a not an easy thing to describe, you know, and I don't I don't think I don't think the majority of people could could understand it, you know, and I think you've had to have been through something like that to to understand that that it's 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 more than any words that people say and it's more than anything that you've ever been taught. It's it's something that you that you find that's very personal. You mentioned that medication was a big part of, of what caused the transition of, of sort of looking forward is the way I'll, I'll phrase it. Um, but, but as far as moving forward in your life and, and you, you had a career you wanted to keep going in addition to everything that, that's, that's the personal you that you obviously were invested in. How did you, what else was involved? So there's the medication. When did you start doing physical therapy? How regular was that and, and how crucial has that been? How did, how, what steps did you take to keep moving forward in the, in the life that you wanted to lead? You know, first of all, I realized that there are people with MS uh, and other diseases, uh, neurological diseases, that have handicaps and debilitation. And so I, I don't want to uh, be a spokesperson for physical therapy, but I, I want to share my own experience and, and what has worked for me and uh, and and. I, I I never was recommended physical therapy by my doctor, which you know is one of the things. It's probably the only thing that has ever disappointed me uh, with that relationship because I feel like he's he is phenomenal. Uh, but I don't think that's what you know MS specialists do. I don't, you know that's not their, their their expertise or their field. So I don't I don't think they get into it. I think people stay within their lines. That's why it's it's. It's really up to the patient to uh, take control uh, of of what they can, manage what they can. And for me, you know, I I wanted. I've always been an athlete, and always enjoyed doing physical things. And I love knowledge. I love learning. And I I have recovered things that I didn't know that I could that I could recover through physical therapy and that has been exciting to me. I don't I don't know that that happens to everyone. I don't I've never really talked to anyone else that has MS about physical therapy. But it it's exciting to me because I have been able to work out a protocol, certain certain exercises Certain stretches, certain things that that I live with MS every day. Every morning I wake up, um, my right leg feels like a two by four. It's just stiff, and it's always been that way. And I can bust that spasticity in minutes, just a couple of minutes. And to me, being able to to uh, counter that, I never knew it was possible. And now that I that I have found that, you know, 
I'm going to use a disclaimer here and say that, that I'm not I'm not saying that this is going to work for people, and I don't want people to try something that's going to get them hurt. But I'm I'm just telling you that I was able to work out a protocol that is has been so beneficial for me that that I, I couldn't imagine living without. So is that part of your daily routine now? Every day, yes. And and what's that? How how much time do you spend doing your your stretches and strengthening and all those things? Not more than twenty minutes. So and and I, I can do what I need to do before a show in, in five minutes, literally. So it's you know I from from my perspective, you know it's it's important for people, especially with MS, uh, to understand that. It's a very personal disease, and it can be very different, you know, for for everyone. And I think it is different for. I don't think any one person, I mean, any two people with MS have exact amount of symptoms in the same area. It's it, it's just a it's a, varies across the board. Uh, but for me, this is something that has been invaluable, and um, it's something I never knew anything about. So I, I certainly like to tell people when something good is happening. To me, because they may they may want to take a look at it, and they and again, they need to do that under under care. They need to do it under the care of a doctor, and uh, and I would say speak to your neurologist about it, even though that's not their field. They should know someone, or they might say to you, "Hey, I don't think this is for you, or it is for you." So you talked about you know this is very personal, and and basically you meet one person with MS, you meet one person with MS. Um, but you decided to take something personal and, and stretch it to have impact beyond that. So tell me about Band Against MS Foundation and, and what led to that and, and what you guys are doing. I appreciate that question a lot, uh, Jason. Um, you know, I, I have a much more full vision for Band Against MS now after living with MS for 20 years. And, you know, I'm, I'm a veteran uh, with, uh, with MS now. I'm by, by no sense a pro, but a veteran. And Band Against MS uh, is, a, is a non nonprofit uh, charity that I started uh, some years back, and I think it's been 15 or 16 years now. But it it's uh, it's always had um, a space, you know, with people with MS. But I, I feel like it's about uh, to have a much larger uh, impact and meaning uh, for people. And I've I've learned this slowly. And, and a friend of mine once told me, he said, "Start small and and build big." And that's what we've done with with BAMS. And we, we've it's been a very small charity, but it's starting to grow, and it's growing through the the goodwill of of, of a lot of, of, of folks that uh, that are uh, you know ph- philanthropists as well as people who are philanthropists with their time. And uh, we've been able to work with uh, the, the National MS Society, the uh, NMSA, National Multiple Association, but in, in the, among other people, other other charities that, that support MS and neurological disorders. And it's been fun. You, know, you, you learn something from each event that you do or each person that you come in contact with. I see a much broader picture now, and and that is we don't have a known cause and we don't have a known cure. 
So the reason that I'm doing this interview with to, with with you today is is really unidirectional, and that is so it might help somebody live better today with MS. And it's it's not about it. It's not about this interview is not about finding a cure. To me, this interview is about finding help to just to get through daily life because. Most people don't realize how painful it is to live with MS. You have pain every single day. And and I would say that that symptom is a common one uh, uh, among folks. And for me, you know, it's a sciatic pain. And and the things that I do, you know, I, I know how to counter it. And it's it's great not having, not having to be uh, on, uh, you know, uh, Opioids or painkillers or stuff is, is great, and and I, I'm, uh, you know, some people have to have that in their lives, and I understand it's necessary, uh, but I, I just say that every day I wake up, I want to live life a little more full, a little more enjoyable, uh, and a little better. At this point, do you see yourself, uh, you know, when you're walking around, do you feel that you are sort of this? Um, representative of the the living with MS community or do you see yourself as the country music artist and and that's your identity I mean, which identity stands out to you the most what's well, very simple you know people know that I have MS because I'm a country music singer not not the other way around you know, uh, it gives me a platform to speak uh, which I do enjoy greatly um, I feel like the good that can come from from my uh, celebrity, you know, is is being put in, into good use through multiple sclerosis, and you know, I I don't separate, you know, the person who has MS from the person who is on stage. You know, it it, it really is. I've embraced it, and you know, I I feel like overall that MS has been a a a life changer for me in a in a positive way. Um, I don't know where I would have ended up. You know, uh, who knows? You know, maybe maybe not in a good spot. And uh, I feel like MS really really helped me find out who I'm supposed to be. You know, and the kind of life I'm supposed to lead. And, and I've, I've enjoyed it. I've, I I can't. I don't look back and say why me. Are, uh, I've never looked at it as a curse. Um, I feel, I feel very, I feel very blessed. Uh, I feel 100% blessed. I appreciate that you are being very sensitive not to have your experience be modeled as this is the way to live with MS. Nonetheless, as you said, you know you're a you're a veteran of living with MS. If if somebody's listening to this who has has just been diagnosed is is or is struggling in their journey. You know, you've you've had your ups and downs, no doubt. What what advice do you give them about about just basically ways to to try to live a little bit better? Well, my answer is both scary and liberating at the same time. Uh, one is, no one knows what's really going to happen to you, and no one is going to care about it as much as you do. So you should do everything you can. And not stop uh, when you don't when you don't get a complete answer. Don't stop questioning. 
and work out work out a game plan that that that, that you think you can follow and then build on it. Uh, you know that we know that that getting healthy, you know, in other words, making sure that we're doing the, the living a healthy lifestyle is, is probably the first thing we need to do. Uh, and getting in getting in line with that, and then you can't know something without knowledge, and you need to get the best knowledge that you can about MS. And I would say that the best source is going to be uh, an MS neurologist, an MS specialist. But, but don't stop there. That, that's just the beginning. And, and it should be a relationship that you're able to trust. And if you don't have confidence in the doctor that you're seeing, you, you should change. You should not, shouldn't stay with someone whom you don't have confidence. Uh, because to me, you know, they're... There were at least a couple times early on there I did not have confidence in the doctors, and, and I ended up with, with one that I trust with my very life. So, Clay, 21 years ago, you know, I'm, I'm going to make an assumption you're, you're in your 20s, and, and you probably think life is limitless. And then about 20 years ago, you get this diagnosis, and it, it seems like you have severe limitations on your life. Here you are today. What, what in your eyes, what is the future for Clay Walker? Well, if you look at, I think doctors like to say, if you ask a doctor, how am I going to do? He, he might say something like, well, we're going to take it in four-year increments. This is what my doctor said to me. He said, if your first four years are good, it's very likely that your next four years are going to be good. And my last 20 years have been good. So I'm going to say, I'm going to prognose myself and say, my next 20 years are going to be very good. For the record, I've never missed a show. I've never been sick, not from MS, not from anything, if I missed a show. And that track record speaks for itself. I'm happy. And I, I love being, uh, a, a, you know, a, a ray of hope for people who have MS or any other neurological disorder. I, I love that position. I do. I embrace that. I'm not afraid of it. I don't feel like anything is going to change. Although with MS, you never know. But for me, I feel I'm in a good spot managing the disease. I have a, a good game plan. And um, I continue to enhance it, and that's that's living life to its fullest with multiple sclerosis. Clay Walker, thank you so much for your time. Jason, thank you, brother. Have a blessed day, man. You can learn more about Clay Walker, including information about his Band Against MS Foundation, as well as upcoming tour dates at his website, claywalker.com. For more about how physical therapists treat people with multiple sclerosis and other podcasts like this one, visit moveforwardpt.com. I'm Jason Bellamy. Thanks for listening. Thank you for listening to Move Forward Radio. Insight from our guest is for informational purposes only and should not be used as a substitute for individual treatment by a medical professional. Learn more about how a physical therapist can help you 
and find a physical therapist in your area at moveforwardpt.com. For an archive of past episodes, visit moveforwardpt.com slash radio.